God bless you. God bless you. We are so excited. We're getting back to our VIP prayer network. I'm telling you, I'm so excited. I do know that there are some great things that is about to happen. I hope you have read the, uh, went online and studied the great reset and also our generational curse series. I'm telling you, I got some important announcements that I will go on, um, talk to you at the end, but we're getting ready to go with our five week series on spiritual warfare. Let's pray. Eternal and all wise God, we thank you, dear Lord God, for another powerful and awesome day. For this is the day that the Lord has made and God, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Father God, I ask you to hide me way behind the cross that I will not be seen, but God, that your people will understand spiritual warfare. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. We're living in some very crucial times right now. And I'm telling you, this is on my heart. I have some important announcement at the end about the spiritual warfare series that we will be doing. But I want you to get your Bibles. I want you to get your pen so that you can take notes. I, we're going to be breaking it up in five different series. This is the first series here, and it is spiritual awareness. So our outline is going to be how real warfare begins, understanding the difference between fleshly weapons and spiritual weapons, and what's behind the scenes of the attack against your ministry and against your church. So our first series is spiritual awareness. We first want to understand what spiritual warfare, what is it? Spiritual warfare exists in the unseen supernatural dimension where God is all powerful and Satan is, is revolving. As many Christians uh, soon will discover, although spiritual warfare is unseen, it is absolutely real. The Bible speaks of spiritual warfare in many places, but most directly in Ephesians chapter 6. 6 verse 12. Paul begins to speak to us about the full armor of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against um, principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And what we, um, when we, we do and with the battle as Christians in spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare is an image that many of us would rather reject. However, since the Bible uses terms of warfare, it is best that we accept God's um, um, imagery of that and so that we can properly prepare for real battle. As Christians, we go through more than mere struggles uh, on earth. It is seen that um, the, the war images capture this reality better than anything else. And it reads Ephesians 6, 14 and 18. It says, stand therefore, having your loins girded with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take on the shield of faith, wherein ye shall be able to quench all of the fairy dots of the wicked. 
Take on the hammer of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Prayer always, pray always with all supplication and um, <clears throat> prayer and supplications. Now I want to begin to just talk to you about the spiritual basis uh, for the concept of spiritual warfare, which is found in the epistle of Ephesians, where Paul begins to use metaphor armies of Christians uh, with weapons and armor that recall those of the Roman Empire, and so you he began to talk about um, the devil schemes, the the um, um, breastplate of righteousness, the shield. He begins to talk about the helmet, the the sword, the word of God, the flaming armor. Now, the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness are included in the messianic um, prophecy in the book of Isaiah fifty nine and seventeen. I'm not going to begin to harness in on that because when I get ready to do the series on the armor of God in each piece and how it goes, then you will begin to see what's going on. We got to, so that right there is understanding the unseen. And see, Satan used to be up in heaven until they became a war up there because he began to go from one angel to another trying to introduce something different, trying to come up against God. And he was flung out of heaven. And so we got to understand the spiritual warfare. It is happening in the natural, but it's an unseen. And how do you begin to see what's going on in the unseen world? You've got to have a powerful prayer life so that you will be able to see in the unseen world. There are things going on all around us and, and that's happened naturally, but I come to tell you that it is warfare in the spirit before you start seeing the manifestations of what's happening in the earth realm. We're going to understand the difference between fleshly weapons and spiritual weapons. The moment a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and they receive God's Holy Spirit, that person instantly is literally transferring from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Amen. And the apostle Paul begins to describe this process as the mystery reveal, which is in Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Colossians 1 and 13, it says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness? and has transformed us into the kingdom of our dear son. In Colossians 1 27 it says, whom God has pleased to make known which is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is in Christ in you the hope of glory. God rescued us from the power of darkness of the world, the flesh, the devil, and the supernatural encounters of with the light of the truth, the love, and the Holy Spirit. The power of darkness is always that blinds a person to the reality of sin, the true love of God, and the victory we have in Christ. It is the power of darkness that binds a person to his or her um, need for salvation and from receiving God's free gift of the Holy Spirit. In John 1 
um, chapter, um, 1 John 5 and 6 says, For we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in the evil one, which is the enemy. Jesus Christ sent the apostle Paul to preach the following in the book of Acts 26 and 18. He says, To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin and begin to, to inherit among them all that are sanctified faith um, in me. The world is a battlefield, okay, between truth and error or light and darkness, and therefore is a place which we engage in spiritual warfare. Now let me talk about the spiritual warfare in the flesh. The second part of spiritual warfare of a Christian's concern, the flesh. This is mentioned, um, what is mentioned by the flesh, this, in this contest, the flesh is the falling natural carnal state in which we were born. Okay, our sinful nature that seeks to satisfy its own lust and express itself in our thoughts and actions in the way that opposes to the spiritual nature of the life of God. Now, Apostle Paul talks about this in Romans 7 25, and he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that when the mind I myself serve the law of God, but that the flesh, the law of sin. See, when we walk according to our fleshly lust, we are walking according to the law, uh, the law of sin, with which we have been liberated from in Christ Jesus. And what's going on in the, the flesh and in the spirit? The enemy wants you to operate in the flesh. When you begin to operate in the flesh, then you don't begin to understand what the spirit of God has for you to do because when you engage in, in fleshly warfare nine times out of ten we don't begin to say hey this is the enemy or hey I'm in spiritual warfare I went through something very crucial in the last um two days and 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 when that one attack came and it was a big attack that it came I was like stung. It took me off of the radar for me to focus. And but when the second uh, wave of spiritual warfare came, I was able to identify that I am in spiritual warfare. And when I begin to do that, right in my kitchen, I begin to start going in warfare. I begin to start speaking in tongue because now I'm going in the atmosphere. See, you got to begin to fight the spiritual warfare in the atmosphere. Satan is not down here on earth. He cannot have access down here on earth unless he have a vehicle. And how does he do that? He comes through your flesh. He is a spirit. So he's up in the air seeing who he can come through to use. And so you got to understand the strategies of the warfare and how the enemy uses your flesh for him to do damage. Glory to God. I want to begin to tell you today that the enemy is not on your side, none whatsoever. He wants your flesh 
to stay alive because you can't fight spiritual warfare in the flesh. So if you're in the flesh and then the enemy has, has transported himself through somebody else to attack you and you're in the flesh and that person is already in the flesh, then you can't cancel that out. How do I cancel that out? The Bible says, cast down every vain imagination that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. You've got to be in the spirit because Satan is a spiritual being. And so you got to fight this warfare in the spirit. And so I want to tell you what is behind the scenes of the attacks against your ministry and against your church. There are two sides. There was war in heaven. And uh, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, which is Satan. And the dragon fought against the angels. And it's coming out of Revelation 12 and 7. Now, what does this verse really mean? It means there is more going on than you can see with your eyes. Look at 2 Kings 6, 8 through um, 12. The battlefield is in the heavens on the earth and the soul of man. So you have God on this side, which and God on this side, which is God's angels. You have Satan on this side, which is Satan angels. Um, this is for us to help us to understand what is going on. Now I'm going to break it down with the kingdom of God and then the kingdom of darkness. So for your reading, for your study, for the kingdom of God, you want to look at Matthew 12, 28. You want to look at Colossians 1, 12 through 13. Then you want to look at Luke verses 11 through 25. Now with God, he is the commander of the kingdom of God. Look at Hebrews 1 and 8. He's superior um, ruler of everything that he has made. Look at 2 Chronicles 20 and 6. He is the creator of all things. That's Colossians 1 and 16. He is all powerful. Matthew 28 and 18, Psalms 62 and 11. He is all knowing. Acts 15 and 18, and then Matthews 10 through 30. Now, now the angels of God, God's being, he had uh, angels that have no physical body, but they are designed to be servants of God. Look at um, Psalms 91 verse 11 and look at Mark 1 and 17. Now the oracles of this, that they are created by God before the earth. That's Colossians 1 and 16. The purpose is to minister. Minister means to serve God and whoever else he directs them um, to assist. Now the characters of the kingdom of God is that angels have different ranks and they have powers and authority. And if you want to further see that, look at Daniel 10 and 13. They are free will. See, Satan, I mean, God's angels are free will. And, and they are eternal beings. They cannot be reproduced and they are neither male nor female. Look in Mark 12 and 25. They can appear in human form. Hebrews 13 and 2 tell you that. Their performance will sometimes be judged 
by humans. First um, Corinthians verse six and three. Now on the kingdom of darkness, now remember the kingdom of God, the head is God. Now the kingdom of darkness, Satan is the commander of darkness. Look at Luke 11 and 18. His, his allies is, is uh, names that he used is Lucifer, the devil, the prince of the powers of the air, Bizbob, which is the Lord of uh, Flies, the uh, God of this world, Dragon. He is the prince of this world. And, uh, he was the king of Tyrus. You can look at John 14 and 30 for further studies on um, Lucifer's ally, his other names. He got a whole lot more of them. Um, Luke 4 and 6 and then Revelation 12 and 9. He is the highest ranking of the angels that were created by God. Because of his pride, he was very beautiful. He um, rebelled against God. It was not enough to be a cherub that covers. He wanted to be equal with God. And because of the sin, Lucifer and his angels had aligned with them. They were cast out of heaven, which means they were cast out of God's presence into the heavens where they continued their rebellion, which is war against God. And Luke um, um, 10 and 18, you'll see that. Look at Ezekiel 28 verses um, 12 through 13. He is a defeated foe for he has power over, um, he does not have power over anything. He has power when he can get you to allow him to operate through you. That's why you got to be careful with allowing the, and having your spirit open so that the enemy can use you. Some of his characters is he is a finite creature, be, uh, being, and he operates temporarily with God's permission. Look at Revelation 12 and 12. Even God controls him. He is powerful, but his power is limited. Remember Job 1 and 12. He said, take their heads from around them, and then he was ready to strike. He is a deceiver and often come masquerade as an angel of light. Now, let me tell you, that's 2 Corinthians 11, 14. Listen, the devil ain't coming with pitchforks. He, he's not coming with that. He will come with what you like, what you desire. He will bring that very thing that you like, whether it's uh, through, the, uh, through the eye gates, what you're looking at, through the ear gates, what you're listening to, also through your sense of your smell, what you are, what you are like, the right cologne with the right man or the right perfume with the right woman that will lure you in to sexual sin. And see, the enemy does not care what he do. His tactics is Satan attempts to deceive people to follow after anything except God. And so he used money, he used fame, he lose lust, he lose power, or he, he will begin to use you. He knows that if you follow after these things, that, that you will begin to follow after him. Now, Satan's angels, they are not, they are spiritual beings. Again, they don't have physical form. They're designed to serve Satan. They also have different ranks 
powers and authority. Um, they are free agents the same way that God is a free agent. They do not reproduce since they are neither male nor female. And so the enemy can only come through somebody. There are um, some assume that fallen angels and demons are made mention of in the scripture. While a number of Christians who have studied the subject feel the demons are a undefined origin that they believe this because demons apparently need to be attached to a host a host in order to function effectively in simple ways that that they can begin to paralyze demons are disembodied spirits that seems to take an intense craving to cause evil on everybody. And his allies um, is an evil spirit, demons, um, um, tormented. Um, when um, God begin, can is still using Satan even to this day, he is in charge. I want you to know that, the de that God has not lost anything. He knows exactly what he's doing. Satan has an upon of time to do what he wants to do. Now the purpose is to bring people in that Satan's purpose. He has a purpose now y'all. He has a vision. He have a purpose, but his purpose is to bring people into bondage to the evil appetites that, that, that brings your interest. And so he used evil appetites and he used things that bring your interest to get you out of alignment with God so that you can be <clears throat> in total agreement with him. And he can, he can use you by transferring his spirit into you to be used. Demons seem to receive vigorous pleasure <coughs> from tormenting and generally ruin a person's life. Hey, if he can ruin your life, <clears throat> he's all for your life being ruined. So you don't need to serve him. You don't need to give him any room. You need to cast down everything that the enemy is using, whether it's hate, whether it's bitterness, whether you upset with a pastor from another church, whether it's family members, you cannot open your spirit up to unforgiveness. He operates in that realm. Even sexual sin, I'm gonna deal with that in another series about the Ichabus and Succubus spirit for you all that are caught up in sexual sin. The enemy does not care who he used. He's trying to build an army. And do you know what's going on with Ukraine right now? How Russia is trying to take over the people and any means necessary. He doesn't make a difference who, if they die, he's bombing up places. But this is what the enemy is doing. He's trying to take the territorial of your life. And he doesn't care how he rip it apart, tear it apart. And he has demons that are assigned to you. So if you're going through something so strong and you need to understand that you are in spiritual warfare and you need to understand and you got to be alert with what the word of God says about your adversary. The characteristics of demons or their involvement many times uh, a person, whether it's oppressed or possessed by a demon displays unhealthy 
or unnatural cravings of actions. The result of, of such thing brings oppression and possession by a demon that will always have a destructive effort on the victim, whether it's spiritual, whether it's emotional, whether it is physical. Look at Mark 9, 17 through 29. There are different degrees of power. And that's coming out of the Matthews 17, 8 through 18 through 21. The, the overall of spiritual battle is given because Jesus is the commander of the Lord's army, commissioning us to be aware of the ways that Satan's um, forces wage a battle to be set free, to set those that are free that are ensnared. Though, though men cannot normally see in the spiritual realm, this is very real, Colossians 1, 16 talks about it. In fact, we are better be aware of them. We are to lock the lock in a life and uh, a, a death battle with this kingdom of darkness for the soul of man. He is he is on a campaign for your soul. You heard of 30 day challenges where well, he's on a challenge for your soul and he's trying to get you and me to be ensnared with him. Today we're talking about spiritual awareness. You got to be aware of what's going on in the spirit. What weapons are effective is Ephesians 6 tells us what weapons to use to ensure victory as we fight through these spiritual enemies. It is instructing us to protect ourselves with the cost of the armor he has specially provided. God has provided this for us. We are in a special force and we have a, a, a team of, of demons that are after us as believers to stop us from living right to stop us from going forth in God. And so what I want to leave with you today, today is about spiritual awareness. Okay. You got to be aware about what's going on in the spirit realm. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about Satanism. See, you can't fight nothing that you don't know about. Even when they over, um, when they begin to fight in wars, they always study the ground. And so if you don't know who Satan is, it's more than just saying he has a whole lot of legion of names. And we're going to talk about, um, about him next week, because you need to know what you're fighting. If you don't know what you're fighting, you cannot do spiritual warfare if you don't know what you're fighting. And this is going to be um, a five-point series. It's probably be between five and seven series. We're going to see what the Lord is doing. But today, I want you to understand spiritual awareness, that you have an adversary that you are fighting against. And so we thank God to conclude this for the Christians. Being a soldier is not an option. If you, if you, it is our only option. We are born into the battle when we become a Christian. As soon as we um, become um, believers in God, we are automatically in the battle. Do not be, do not be devil conscious, but be God conscious. Okay. 
Read your Bible. Learn what God expects of you and me as a soldier. Don't get too excited. Uh, um, don't get too excited because you are Christian and have power over Satan and the kingdom. But instead, get excited that you are part of God's eternal um, kingdom. And so I want to thank you today for being a part of VIP Prayer Network. Now, what I want you to know is that I need sponsors. This is very serious. I need sponsors. Whatever amount you have, if I can get sponsors, $50 a month, $50 a month to sponsor. So if you say, I don't have the 50, whatever amount you have, I want you to cash out dollar sign Lori McKinney. That's L-O-R-I-M-C-K-E-N-N-E-Y. Again, <clears throat> that's Dr. Lori McKinney, cash out dollar sign L-O-R-I-M-C-K-E-N-N-Y. If you need to email me, I want you to email VIPPrayernetwork.com. That's VIPPrayernetwork.com. And let me tell you what you get with being a sponsor. You get a chance to be um come in our conferences and you have special seating we will begin to advertise anything that we have and we have our bags at conferences and workshops and prayer network on work workshops which we're getting ready to come up with pretty soon you will be featured in all of our things um and that is free advertisement to you just for being a part as we get our newsletter together you can put your business in our newsletter i'm telling you God is doing some great and some powerful things I also want you to download on get your we have a new thing that I'm merging into and that is you could also visit me every Thursday at 8 o'clock that the lessons will be downloaded on Facebook live but you also can watch this on powernetwork.com again that's power network.tv.com sorry about that powernetwork.tv and when that comes up you can tune in at eight o'clock i will be on that also amazon prime also amazon fire stick you can download the power network on your uh, apple device and also on your um iphone um, and so we got some great things. Our heart, tune in, our heart, eight o'clock. You will also see that on the Power Network. You there are different ways. Over eighty thousand. I am getting in eighty thousand homes to make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ is going forward. Keep me in prayer. In April, I will be teaching over fifty pastors in India. I'll be doing virtue through them. They want to learn. So. I need your support because I need to send them Bibles and things like that and supplies because I'm going to try to help set up like a, a mini uh, Bible lessons to mail out to them. And how many know that that costs? I want to thank you for being on VIP Prayer Network. This is Dr. McKinney. Get your pen and paper. Begin to study. This series is Spiritual Awareness. Second series, which will be next week, will be Satanism. We will begin to open up your eyes to some things. Because again, you can't fight something that you don't know what you're looking at. Again, 
Thank you so much for being with me with the VIP Prayer Network. This is Dr. Lori McKinney. You have a great and an awesome day. God bless.